welcome to a new episode of Coach Pat Chat. Today I have a very special guest and I'm really excited to dive into it because I haven't really gotten the opportunity to talk volleyball with anyone in a long time since I've been at home and doing online learning. And uh, as you guys know when you listen, uh, volleyball is one of, if not my favorite sports and I'm really passionate about it. So. I'd like to welcome Chris Sylvester from Saigon South International School. What's up, man? Hi. Hey, Pat. Yeah, good to be with you. Awesome. And uh, same thing. I'm happy to talk some volleyball, too. It's uh, It's been a long... Uh, we've been out of school now for going into eight weeks, so it's been a long time not talking about much of anything with anyone. So Right. And since, uh, since we're both in Vietnam, I think we've kind of been out the same amount of time because I think Hanoi has been following Ho Chi Minh pretty much so it's about two months now yeah yeah basically since Tet so right um, so um, to get started why don't you dive into uh, your experience playing volleyball and then getting into coaching and then I'll follow up uh, with my experience we can go from there okay um, yeah, uh, I grew up in, in Canada in a small town uh, called Nelson, BC. And uh, at the time uh, when we were growing up there, it was a bit of a volleyball hotbed. Um, didn't really realize it at the time until we looked back on it. But uh, there's a couple, you know, it's a small area. We had a couple of high schools, and both of our high schools, when I was in um, junior high, one provincial championships and that kind of kicked off you know things for me as a, as a player um there's lots of opportunity to play and um so we we had a great group of guys um growing up that you know we were involved in club play and bc games and all sorts of different things and um, then that you know, we also played in high school and and provincial teams, and then I went on and played uh, at university at the University of Alberta, and uh, played there for a couple of years, and then also played a couple of years at Grant McEwen College as well, um, so, and then got into the beach side of things as well, uh, kind of when we were in college and played a lot of beach volleyball. Um, when I was in my 20s, I guess. Nice. Seems like a long time ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Coaching-wise, uh, got into coaching, I guess, in university. When I was doing my phys ed degree at the University of Alberta, um, you know, as part of the requirements of some of our coursework was to get into, was to do coaching. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, volleyball was the natural thing to do. So did lots of summer camps uh, as a volleyball coach. And... Um, also helped out with the the age groups that were kind of lower, the lower age groups um, with with the different club systems and things like that. And uh, also did some assistant coach work when I was done playing volleyball um, at the college level. I was assistant coach at Grant McEwen uh, for a season, and then we moved overseas. Uh, you know, became. PE teacher and moved overseas and have been coaching uh, volleyball in international schools now for 17 years and coached also coached basketball and track and field and 
a little bit of everything. You know how it is as a, yeah. a PE teacher. You coach lots of things. Totally. Yeah. Um, so you guys are in APAC, right? Uh, no. You're in we Marissa. Are, Marissa. We're Sorry. in CSAC. Okay. We're in Marissa. We've, we're actually in two leagues at the moment. Okay. We've always been in um, Marissa, yeah. which is a fairly small league here in the, in the kind of this end of Southeast Asia. And then we just joined um, CSAC okay. uh, last last year was our first year. So that's a, a bit of a bigger jump for us. Bigger schools, uh, much better competition. Yeah, way more teams to compete against. So <laughs> uh, we play yeah. Eunice. That's the reason I asked because I thought APAC because I knew I, they played a league with you in, in a league with you. But then I remembered it was Marissa, so that's why I brought it up. And it's really cool. Because we're a much smaller school to be able to uh, get the opportunity to play them and raise the level. I, I know your league's a lot more competitive than our local league, but it it's nice to be able to play at a higher level every now and then when we get to play them. So that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've had lots of good battles, especially at the. I coach both uh, middle school and um, varsity high school level here. And we've had lots, especially at the middle school side of things the last couple of years, we've had some great battles with, with Eunice. Yeah, so, I bet. Uh, how did your season go? Our season this year? Yeah. Uh, this year was a uh, pretty good season. I had a lot of new players this year. Uh, I had a lot of kids graduate. Um, so we were a pretty young young team this year. Um, and we had went through a lot of growth and, and learning. Uh, but in the end, we, we came together quite well. We, uh, we hosted our Marissa championship here, and we managed to win that. And, um, Congratulations, th man. Yeah, and then the next week, we went to uh, our CSAC championship. And last season, uh, CSAC has two divisions, mm -hmm. eight teams in each division. So last year, uh, we, we won Division Two, which promoted us up to... Uh, division one. So this was our first year in division one. Uh, and it was a, a, a bit of a jump. Now we're kind of in with the, the big boys, uh, literally. And we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a pretty small young team. And, uh, we were against some big kids that my boys had never seen before. You know, kids are six, five, six, right. six, right. big guys. Um, but we, we still did well. We ended up fourth at the at the CSAC and that's a great so. learning experience like I said just to play uh, teams that are at different levels and different stages because it really teaches kids how to elevate their play sometimes beyond what they thought they were capable of so I really enjoy those type of scenarios yeah absolutely I mean it was a, a real eye-opener and it also showed my boys you know kind of what's possible with volleyball and what the next step is and you know, we had lots of good reflection on, you know, the steps that we need to take to, you know, com you know, compete at that level. And yeah, it was a, it was a real eye opener and a real motivator for, for our team. So yeah, it was great. It's awesome to have those opportunities. Yeah, dude. It sounds like you've had a, a lot of success and a lot of learning experience. Uh, so just real quick, uh, I don't like to talk too much since I'm the host, but so my experience with volleyball and I kind of went over this, um, the other day on my coaching podcast with one of our soccer coaches, but basically when I was, I, I grew up in Jakarta, Indonesia. I went to Ch 
Jakarta International School because both my parents are teachers. Oh, wow. So I spent my K through 12 there. So a lot of people ask me where home is. A lot of times I'll say Indonesia because, I mean, I only went to the States in the summer for a month at a time. But right. long story short, uh, I was big into basketball as a kid. Like, I was a very young kid. And so the first season when I got to the varsity level was volleyball, soccer, and cross country. And then basketball was second season. So originally I had planned on doing cross country um, to get in shape for volleyball. I played, I mean, for basketball. I played volleyball in PE and stuff, but I, I wasn't very confident in my abilities and whatnot. Um, Fortunately enough, when you're a tall kid in high school, sometimes you <laughs> luck out. Uh, so one of my best friends, his coach was the JV um, volleyball coach, and he approached me because I knew the family really well, and he said, you should really mix cross-country and come play volleyball. You're still going to be drilling, you're still going to be playing, and um, uh, just come out to tryouts, you're allowed to try out for more than one sport and see how you like it. And uh, I think the fact that I knew him really well and he cared about me really um, pushed me to do that. And then once I started playing, I fell in love with the game. I mean, granted, I didn't start playing volleyball until I was a freshman in high school. Um, so I played uh, JV and then I got bumped up to varsity. And then uh, I played varsity all through high school. Uh, we were in a big league called IASIS, which consisted of uh, Singapore American, ISB Bangkok, uh, ISKL, ISM, US, and Taipei American Schools. So it, it was uh, it was intimidating at first, but once I got the hang of it, uh, I almost focused more on volleyball than basketball. I, I loved it so much. Um, I started as middle uh, blocker hitter, and then I kind of. Because I'm kind of a psychopath on the court. Like, if the ball's... <laughs> I'll die. I, well, not now. I'm, I'm a little older now. But i dive as far as I can to get the ball. I just So I, I got switched to uh, back row. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed the opportunity to play both sides of a position. And ever since then, I've been in love with volleyball. And uh, for my coaching... I spent four years at um, QSI International School in Kazakhstan. It was tiny, tiny, tiny school. Um, kids that had never played volleyball before. And uh, so I, I kind of developed a clinic more just to teach kids how to play volleyball. I coached both boys and girls, um, and we called it varsity. And then we got invited to a tournament in that first year. I mean, the kids were amazing. This really had... I don't think much to do with me, but uh, both the girls and the boys won the championship, and now I coach varsity boys here in Hanoi. So that's that's my background. Awesome, and now you're you're part of this great volleyball community, right? <laughs> I'm ready to hop on. Um, so um, now that we've done our history, um, how have you? Um, found coaching, you kind of touched on this, but um, how have you found coaching in comparison at international schools to back home? Um, I think the biggest thing, uh, difference coaching at international schools is a lot of the kids that we have are coming in uh, with 
uh, less uh, less skill level, I guess. Mm-hmm. They haven't played as much. Right. They really haven't played uh, any particular sport uh, as as much as we may have uh, back home. At least when I was growing up, anyway. In comparison, I mean, when I grew up, my whole group of friends we played everything every day, right. all year long, every lunch hour, after school, every weekend. We were playing something. You know, it didn't matter. It wasn't necessarily always volleyball. It could have been uh, basketball, skiing, golf, badminton you name it. I mean, we, we played it. And, um, the thing I see with international schools is the kids are, you know, rightly so they're paying a lot of money to go to the school for academics and they tend to be a lot more academic focused and the culture, the parent culture around the, the school is a lot more academic focused as well. And so there's a lot less time spent, uh, playing Mm -hmm. and, uh, a lot more time spent sitting in, in classrooms and, right. and things like that, which is, um, you know, as far as physical athletic development is uh, not not ideal. But um, but that, that being said, uh, it, it opens up lots of opportunity for growth as well. Um, uh, really, you're, you're getting a lot of these kids with, uh, they don't have any bad habits, and you can teach them sort of the right way right from, right from the beginning. Um, which, uh, which is helpful as well. So, and then I guess a few less opportunities, uh, for the international kids as well, like just having things like club teams yeah. and, um, summer camps might not be a, um, an option and, you know, like state teams or provincial teams in our case in Canada, um, uh, in Canada, we have like provincial games. We had like BC games, British Columbia games when I was uh, growing up that, you know, we represented our our region of the province and went off and competed. And it was like going to the Olympics as a 15-year-old. And those sort of opportunities just aren't as, uh, you, you don't see them as much on the international scene. Um, so I guess a few less opportunities, a few uh, less opportunities <laughs> to develop. So you got to, uh, create your own is, yeah, is sure. how you got to go about it. Create little in-house um, uh, opportunities for the kids. Yeah, totally. So let me ask you a question because recently I talked to Jace Ferguson about athlete development. And it's something that it's all, it's always on our minds, but maybe I didn't really think about it that much. So in the case of international schools, let's say you have a degree of kids that don't have that much experience, but they were fortunate. They they were they did well in tryouts and they made the team. And then yep. you have what you would call, I guess, elite level athletes. So how do you make sure in practice or development um, you're you're meeting the needs of everyone? Sure. Um, I think we were in the same uh, session with Jace probably in in yeah. Hong Kong at the long term athlete development right. uh, session. That was a good session that he did. Um, but with that in mind, uh, it is important to recognize that long-term athlete development uh, model. And then that's how you really develop a, uh, a good program in any sport um, in an international school level. But specific to volleyball, um, you know, it, it starts with things like in PE and um, doing good systematic uh, development all the way from elementary through middle school into high school. 
uh, I always draw upon uh, the great resources uh, that Volleyball Canada uh, puts out. Um, they have some really good stuff for all the different stages of development. Um, the, the elementary resource that I use a lot is called Mini Volley. Okay. And that is, it's geared towards kids that are uh, grades one to three, basically. And it's, you know, lots of fun, lots of fun games. It's on small courts. You play it on badminton type courts. You never have more than two or three on a side. Um, and, you know, it's just the basics. It's having fun. And you play with like a softball and or balloons and things like that. And, yeah. you know, really introduce the the game and the, some of the the tactics and just basic basic skills, mm-hmm. and then progressing from there. Um, again, volleyball Canada has another program called Atomic Volleyball, uh, which is a great resource for coaches that are uh, maybe PE teachers, but also club coaches, um, people that not maybe aren't necessarily uh, experts in the game. But it's a really good resource, lots of good drills and progressions and things like that um, uh, that, that we utilize sort of at the middle school end of things. And, uh, and, then, and then you, you know, take from there. So you develop the skills early on in a sort of a systematic way. Other games that I really love um, that I use in PE quite a lot is a, a game called Smash Ball. Mm-hmm. which is kind of another program uh, that came out of the Netherlands, I believe. And then I know Volleyball Canada has really grabbed onto it and uh, definitely uses it a lot in the elementary into early uh, middle school age groups. And the great thing about Smash Ball is the emphasis with that one is on spiking. And nice. the, the, first thing you, the first thing you do is teach the kids how to spike. Yeah. You know, it's a catch, throw, catch, throw, and hit. Every every rally has a uh, a spike, which is a little different from conventional thinking. Usually, you do forearm passing, you do setting, you do serving first, and then you might not ever get to to spiking. spiking. Right. And uh, so, I love uh, smash ball. I use it in even in our high school PE classes because we have such a r- wide range of ability levels. Um, there's something there for everybody. And again, it's small sided games. You play it on badminton courts, low net, um, maximum four on four. And, uh, so lots of contacts, lots of opportunity to touch the ball, lots of opportunity to develop skills and, and strategies, tactics. So it's, uh, I love that game. Yeah. These resources sound awesome, man. So I am writing them down. So there's smash volleyball, atomic volleyball. And what was the first one for the younger kids? Uh, mini volley, mini volley. All right. Thanks. So, um, everyone who's listening, I will put these in the description of the podcast. So if you are a volleyball coach and you want some more resources, you can thank Chris. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I'm on it. I can tell you one more, another big game uh, that I like is uh, triple ball triple ball. Uh, and we tend to use that once the kids have a fairly good understanding of the skills mm-hmm. and a good understanding of the game I use it with our, our high school kids a little bit um, and it's kind of like a wash game but it's uh, triple ball where there's three three balls essentially per set of points you always start off with a serve you play that rally out and then the um, uh, the next ball goes in, a free ball gets tossed into the receiving team. 
that that ball gets played out and then uh, another free ball gets tossed into the serving team and that ball gets played out and then after that set of three balls then the serve the serve goes to the other side they rotate and then they start the same thing from the other side so it's um it it drastically increases the amount of quality contacts uh, the kids get there's way more better like good quality passes and therefore good quality sets and therefore good quality hits and rallies um, and it's a it's a really uh, great game use that one a lot with uh, our middle school kids and definitely into high school we do uh, tournaments with it and uh, and it's great where the, the kids just get so many more contacts um, on the ball and then therefore they're just you know, have way more opportunity to learn, learn the game. Totally. Chris, this is awesome. You're a legend, man. Thanks for all of this stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm giving away all the secrets. I know. I was going <laughs> to, I was going to say that if we ever end up, since we're both international, um, teachers in the same league, you're going to be like, Pat stole all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, I've stolen it from others yeah, too. So it's, enough. you know, we're just <laughs> spreading it around. Right. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, um, so I wanted to talk to you about some of the games you've been doing because I wanted to share with you and some others because I'm a PE teacher as well, um, as well as a coach. Obviously, volleyball season's long over, but when we were doing, uh, before things got canceled with my middle schoolers, I was doing a volleyball unit. And... Um, they were really digging it, so I got a ton of emails saying, Coach, how can we play volleyball at home and whatnot? I was like, oh, all right, let's figure something out. So I created something called Serve Ball, and what you do is basically put your dining room chairs in the middle of the living room, and yep. uh, you can either use a sock or a ping pong ball, and basically you do an open-handed underhand serve or a light kind of touch serve. And if it bounces, you have to, instead of bumping, you take your hands open and lift it up. And I said, you're going to have to do this with a brother or your mom or something because uh, social distancing and whatnot. So that was an yep. optional activity I gave them, though. It wasn't, like, graded because I know resources are limited. But um, I just think it's, it's cool how everyone's sharing so much on the online learning. And that's just something that catered to volleyball that I've been trying to do. Kids seem to like it. Some people say they don't have enough space and whatnot, so that's why I made it optional. But I really appreciate the resources. Um, the next question I'd like to ask you, and you don't have to go too specific, because like I said, don't want everyone to steal your secrets. But, uh, run me, <laughs> right. uh, Happy to share. <laughs> run me through like uh, a beginning of the season practice. How's that look? Oh... Uh. Beginning of the season practice. Um, well, we always uh, start off with a lot of uh, fundamental work. So a lot of uh, stuff where it's just one person or one kid in the ball. And, uh, you know, just basically getting comfortable with the ball. And all sorts of, uh, you know, little drills. Basically, uh, you know, just playing the ball to yourself. Pass, forearm pass, set, left arm, right arm off your knee, off your head, you know, and repeat those little, little cycles. And, uh, and then 
you know, expanding to playing with another person. And again, just all sorts of different ball control type drills, you know, maybe right. set, touch the ground, jump back up, uh, you know, forearm pass, forearm pass to yourself, set to yourself, hit to your partner. Um, then, you know, start going over the net with those um, one-on-one sort of things, you know, uh, you know, having a partner throw it into the net and then having to yeah. play it off off yeah. the net, all those sort of things. But lots of like just one-on-one stuff where you're getting lots of contacts. I always find, you know, with volleyball, usually we play at the beginning of a, uh, the first season and it's a long time before uh, some of the kids touch the ball again. So it's really getting familiar with the ball right. again and then sort of progressing from there into lots of small sided um, stuff, maybe two on, I do lots of two on two, like half court, um, maybe up to three on three half court uh, sort of things where you have, you know, two games going on at once on the net and King's court and things like that, really trying to maximize the contacts and always trying to include uh, all the skills, you know, uh, always have a serve involved, always have a pass set, and, uh, and an attack as well. And, and then just sort of building, you know, through the progressions from there, um, gradually adding more people in, into the game. And, uh, but definitely early on in the season, just getting as many touches on the ball as, yeah. as, as possible. That's kind of where we start. Perfect, man. Well, listen, I'm so happy you're here. I'm really so excited to talk about volleyball. Maybe when season starts again, we can get back into it. Do you have any questions for me? Um, no. Okay. What, uh, which which, uh, which uh, league do you guys play in at your school? So it's called the Hanoi Activities Conference. So it's just a local conference. And uh, okay. so just, just international schools in Hanoi, and that's what we play on. Um, but it's fun nothing, and they get exposure. No, nothing traveling wise, you don't. No, do with it. it's a, it's so like with our families and whatnot, to a degree, we have a lot of kids on scholarship or whatnot. So the expenses are just it, the sports program is admired but not valued enough to spend money on travel, which is right. fine. We we have yep. a full season and tournaments here, so it's okay. Yeah. And that will grow as well, I, I would imagine, once. Is it a fairly new school? Uh, St. Paul's, right? Um, yeah, St. Paul, I'd say about five or six years. It really took yeah. off, so it'll get there. Um, yeah. But uh, anyways, Chris, I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast, and I really enjoyed this conversation, man. Hey, no worries. Happy to be here and happy to spread the love around the, the volleyball community. All right, buddy. Take care, man. Thanks. All right.